Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Hey, Jeremy, is it too early for podcasting? Uh, yeah. Good. Supper time. <laughs> with a thankful heart, with an endless joy, with a growing family, every girl and boy will be nephew and niece to me. Nephew and niece to me. We'll bring love, hope, and peace to me. Love, hope, and peace to me. Yes, and every night will end, and every day will start with a grateful prayer and a thankful heart. Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, episode 24. I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan, and we cover movies. <laughs> quack, quack, everybody. Um, that's become a thing recently. Ever since we covered Mighty Ducks, we can't stop saying quack, quack. So. And speaking of Mighty Ducks, Jeremy, have you seen the trailer for the new Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series? I did, and boy, oh boy, does Emilio Estevez look like the toy Santa from Santa Claus 2. <laughs> Not expecting Plastic. that. He, he looks like full of Botox, and <laughs> it's kind of sad, but it actually does look pretty good. It's like, it, I, I didn't know what it was going to be about. It's just like the, the Ducks team became like really huge, and now they're like basically the Hawks from the first movie. Yeah. Very, uh... Fan servicey, I feel. He either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching the trailer and I was like, eh, I don't know if this looks very good. But then there was a couple lines that actually, like, I thought it, was actually pretty funny. <laughs> the kids look very promising. I don't know about the adults. The, yeah. the mom from Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. I feel like she'll be fine. Uh, but it, I, I'm going to give it a watch, obviously. Yeah. Maybe we'll cover it. <laughs> There was a there was a line. I, I don't remember exactly how it went, but it was like one of the kids. He was talking. He's like, I don't know. I don't have the body of an athlete. I have more of a podcasting body. <laughs> yeah, podcasting. And I was just like, same. Which is a wild reference for a child to have these days. You would not have heard that even like five years ago. I don't think kids knew what podcasts were back then or even now. That, that was very surprising. <laughs> That was really funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, although we are not talking about Mighty Ducks for the rest of this episode, we're actually talking about one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, and it's one of your favorite as well. Um, I don't know how it ranks with, on the Christmas scale, but I don't think this is a time to choose favorites. It's just to love all of your favorites. Um, mm -hmm. Why don't you go ahead and tell the audience what we're, uh, what we're covering this week? 
All right. So yeah, this week we're covering A Muppet Christmas Carol. And yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. So we talked about uh, in our Muppet movie episode how we kind of came to the Muppets later in life, a little bit later than Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. And so now we say this was a staple, but when we were real little, this isn't really one we watched a whole lot. Um, But as I was diving into the, the all the Muppet movies and this one, I feel like this is like my second favorite Muppet movie just behind the original Muppet movie. Oh, man. In my rankings. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I agree with I you. Know, this is talk- my the second favorite Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. But mu- the original isn't my favorite. Really? Yeah, really, really. I- is it the <laughs> really, really? We'll we'll talk about the rankings in a minute here. Um, All right. The rankings. Uh, I remember the first time we watched this, and it just kind of became a thing that we watched every year, kind of sl- yeah. slowly. And just like, I didn't really think about it. It was just one of those things like, oh, at some point, we, yeah, we got to watch that one. Yeah. And we kind of started started doing that. And I actually, I feel like I watched it a little bit earlier than I normally do. For some weird reason, this is just a good like December 23rd movie. You know, it is it is oddly specific, you know? <laughs> yeah, because, OK, so it takes place at night and mm-hmm. the movie takes place around on Christmas Eve. So, right. Yeah. But so you want to be close you don't to stay it. up late watching a movie on Christmas Eve because that's when Santa's coming. You got to go to bed early. Do you remember I, I got you this movie on VHS? Do you remember that? <laughs> From the thrift store? <laughs> I picked it up at the thrift store, thrift store, thrift store. <laughs> by the sound exchange (laughs) that's right and it it had written on the case the thrift store like in like blue marker 88 cents (laughs) yeah i was like oh i'll pick this up it's like a red box rental but we ended up watching that a lot and uh yeah the vhs version is actually different than the disney plus i don't know did you watch watch this on disney plus rewatching it i did i did did you notice any differences I remember there being like a song mm-hmm. with his love interest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Maybe it's Belle or something. Belle. Um, yeah, there's a there's a song called. Uh, me, I wrote it down. It was like super when, super depressing. When love is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's yeah the scene where he's with the first ghost and he gets taken back. Christmas uh, ghost of Christmas past. And he's mm-hmm. like revisiting like how his, his love has gone wrong because business continues to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, keeps putting off the wedding or whatever. And she's like, he's like, I do, I'm doing this for us. It's because it's I love you. And she's like, you did once. And she walks away. Well, the Disney plus version just cuts it there. And, um, and a lot of different versions have cut it there, but mm-hmm. the VHS tape, certain versions like full screen versions of it have a scene have that song there and it's it's like really sad and stuff and uh, yeah it really and, took i mean this movie is quite dark in the uh-huh. first place but it really took it darker in that song yeah they they ended up cutting it just cuz they thought it was like too sad for a kids movie <laughs> but uh i i like it and i think a lot of fans like it it's it, it is on the soundtrack and whatnot um and it is listed as a deleted scene in mm-hmm. on the Disney Plus extras, so you can watch it. The only problem is like 
it only exists in that full screen format, so they can't put it back into the movie because like the original uh. the original negative of that scene is like gone. It's like missing. <laughs> so Man. if you want to see that scene, it's in like I think it's on the VHS version. Uh, I have the DVD and it's got the widescreen and full screen. Apparently it's only on the full screen version. So, okay, well, here's an easy way to fix that. Um, Michael Caine is still alive and he's still an old man. <laughs> looks the same. Um, all they need to do more is convincing. get that. All they need is the Dementor looking dude to come back. And I'm sure that's collecting dust somewhere in a warehouse. <laughs> that's all they need. They can just reshoot it. I mean, yeah. Release the Brian Henson cut. (laughs) Brian Henson. So this is the first movie to be released uh, by the Jim Henson company after Mm -hmm. Jim Henson died. He had died a couple years before. Some would uh, say he croaked. Some would say Ah? that. People that are more sensitive wouldn't say that. No. I just did my Kermit. It was a it was a Kermit pun because he's a frog and frogs croak, but that told the joke and ended it like Fozzie. I, I just had to clarify that. And you know, Fozzie is just not in this movie enough. I have to say that That's he's a not. It, it's kind of sad. Um, he really isn't in this movie that much. <laughs> he's not, Jonathan. We, I was just agreeing with you, but like I wasn't thinking. I didn't realize how little he is. Well, let's just jump to the characters. I'm mad. I I wrote down two things about Muppet characters in this movie. One, Fozzie's not in this movie enough. Two, this is Miss Peggy's best movie. You know why? (laughs) Because she's not in it very much. Because she's a supportive wife. (laughs) (laughs) And she isn't too annoying. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't have those big britches to fill because she's poor in this movie. She's trying to hold it together for the family. Because Tiny, yeah. Tiny Tim, who did not die. Who did not die. <laughs> that was the best. That was, that was so funny. <laughs> having, okay, having Gonzo as Charles Dickens as the narrator mm-hmm. was just the best decision they could have done. But like, what other Muppet could have done that better? It would have been boring. I mean, I guess Fozzie could have done it, but it wouldn't have been as good. It's a good pairing. I really like Rizzo and, and Gonzo. They, <laughs> yeah. they played off well. I was going to say, um, the movie is is pretty faithful. It's like a pretty faithful adaptation to the book. It's the most faithful, I would say. Yeah. I did watch that video you were telling me about, of, mm-hmm. of uh, just how how it's like the best adaptation of <laughs> uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah. But uh did you ever watch the animated version of Jim, the one with Jim Carrey as Scrooge? No, I never did. Uh, we watched it in theaters. It was another one of those uh, field trip movies at FCA, but you weren't there anymore. I left at that point, yeah. Yeah, it was it was very good. I want to watch that again just so I can get another experience of it. But I love the I, I love the story of a Christmas <laughs> of a Christmas story. <laughs> me too i love a christmas carol i love this the, the story the characters the character development and the whole thing it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful now i would say it's it's one of my favorite favorite stories as well and i mm-hmm. i remember um 
a few years back, I was like, oh, I should I should try and read some some classics. Oh yeah. And by read, I mean like, let me get the audiobook while I'm at work. <laughs> so I'm looking Which through. Which brings us to our these. sponsor, uh, our sponsor of this episode, Audible. Get your free 14 uh, day trial with us today. Just kidding. Not a sponsor. <laughs> I wish that'd be awesome. Share um, this podcast I, with your friends so that we can be sponsored by Audible one day. How cool would that be? Only one more sleep till we're sponsored by Audible. One more sleep till sponsors. I started looking through like classic books and I was looking through mm-hmm. like books by Charles Dickens and I was looking at all the, the, uh, the audiobooks like running times and like pff, 40 <laughs> hours like, to listen to great expectations pass. Charles Dickens more like Charles Thickens. Cause he would be writing those long, thick books. That's, that is that, that is correct. Oliver Twist pass. All of this was like so long. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then I see a Christmas Carol and I'm like, it's a very short book, and the audio book mm-hmm. was only like a couple hours. So I was like, oh, I can knock this out this afternoon while I'm working. Yeah. And, I mean, the uh, whole so story I, takes place during a night, so I don't think it yeah. should be a super yeah. long book. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, I can handle this. So I was like, I'll listen to this. And, and after I did listen to it, I was like, wow, the Muppets actually did this movie. Or, the Muppets actually did this book justice. <laughs> yeah. Well, they like read from the actual book. Yeah, a lot of the lines uh, of Gonzo's were like direct quotes. I was gonna—that's what I was kind of getting into a little bit earlier. But I also I like how they there's a lot of good like comedic moments with uh, with Gonzo and and uh, Rizzo in between as they're yeah, telling they the story. They, they steal the show. Thanks for making me a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, live action Muppets Christmas Carol. It's that time of the show. They are I only have action. one choice, and the only person that's going to be playing Rizzo will be Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, anytime there's a rat in a movie, I'm going to choose Joe Gatto. <laughs> and we can have Will Pierce, my former college roommate, to be Gonzo. It's always funny how, like, in the like the characters, the Muppets themselves, like, if you watch the credits, it's, you know, Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit, you know, it's just like yeah. they're playing, and like, they always they credit like, as, like the Muppets, yeah. and then like later on in their credits, oh, Kermit performed by, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then have the puppeteers. So it's like there's almost like two castings, and then it gets kind of meta because it's like, okay, so it's is it the performer playing, or it's actually the Muppets are the ones that are like acting in a play almost in the movie. <laughs> But with humans' hands up their butts. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's how that works. Do you ever think of that? Do you ever think of that? <laughs> you never think of that. That's how good the Muppets are. Usually in a puppet show, you can see, like, some lady's watch <laughs> or something <laughs> sticking out. You can see some skin showing. But no, they're so good at puppetry. I was watching some of the behind the scenes and... So the whole city in the movie is like it's it's all mo- a lot of its models, but of um, well, so are the characters. A lot of them are models as yeah, well. Some of the, yeah, yeah, they weren't real. It's just felt. <laughs> and um, but in the scene, a lot of the scenes um, where like Scrooge is walking, like he's on like this plank of wood, 
because like the performers are like you know they're like on the side of him so like everywhere he's walking he's just on this like very narrow walkway <laughs> trying not to fall off, off the sides <laughs> I because all the performers are like people walked oh yeah that too very narrow that's impressive though like acting an oscar-winning actor working with puppets for the first time and balancing and delivering his lines like the best he's the best scrooge he is Mm-hmm. Michael Caine, in my opinion, is Ebenezer Scrooge. I was going to ask, uh, other than the Jim Carrey one, what other have you seen any other adaptations? Uh, Bill Murray, Scrooged, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out what's what is like the classic one. Is it the one with like George C. Scott in it? Yeah, I think that's from the seventies or something. I feel like I saw that as a kid and i don't i don't remember it too much but after rewatching this one i was like i it kind of made me interested to kind of watch some other adaptations because i like Mm -hmm. i haven't seen the jim carrey one so it's on disney it's a disney movie right so it's probably on disney plus yeah the animation's weird it's similar to the polar express style which is some people it creeps out but not me we should have covered (laughs) polar express no i'm good i love that movie I think it's pretty overrated, but I do like to send Polar Express memes to you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what kind of train this is? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now let's go back to our Muppet rankings that we hinted at earlier. Muppet rankings. So out of all of the Muppet movies, how many are there? Uh... We've got Muppet Movie, uh, Muppet Caper, Manhattan, Christmas Carol, Treasure Island, Muppets in Space. The two, the two new Disney ones. Mm-hmm. I think those are the main ones. What about Muppets Wizard of Oz with Beyonce? Nah, I ain't counting that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. Last time Beyonce's in a movie, I'm a fan. Pink Panther? Yeah. Pink Panther 2, not as good, because she's not in it. <laughs> we got to talk some Pink Panther soon. I feel that one coming up in the new year. <laughs> I This is my second. Top three. Top my three. Top three. My top three. Okay. I'll go this first. One, this one is, okay, you go first. First one is the original. The original Muppet movie. This the second one is Christmas Carol. Okay. And then the third one, I would put the uh, 2011 The Muppets Psh. Disney one. That's that's my that's my ranking. Psh. This is me. Psh. You mm, you couldn't be more wrong. Interesting. What, what's the Star Wars quote? Amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong. Anyways. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, I do agree, is the second best Christmas movie. I mean, Muppet movie. It, this mm-hmm. might very well be my favorite Christmas movie. Interesting. I forgot about the Jason Siegel Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. I forgot the 2011. That's so good. The Force Awakens of the Muppet franchise. <laughs> That's where it all started. The reboots. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um. So when we're talking the Muppet Cinematic Universe, the MCU, as some people would call it. um, Yeah. 
I I want to say Come that on, what's your number bad. one? My number one is Treasure Island, okay? I knew it. <laughs> I think you said that in the last one, but... I can't get over I... how good, and I'm so mad at you for not putting it in your top three. Why? It's It's never been in my top three. I like it, but it's not... Okay, it's well, not I'm, my top three. I might be biased because that's the first Muppet movie I've ever saw. <laughs> I've watched the Muppets before you did, and you're Doubtful. older than me. We checked out Treasure Island from Blockbuster when you were probably like two. You liar. <laughs> well, I was in second grade. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't really remember it that much. I remember we watched it in school in probably like first or second grade in music class, of all things. Mm-hmm. I guess because it's a musical, but. Treasure Island is a great book. You should read it. Um, I did. I did start reading that one on my on my kick to read like classic books because that was another short yeah. one. <laughs> I still never <laughs> finished it. Anyways, I think Treasure Island is better. I like the Muppets covering the the classic books because nobody covers those, and quite frankly, they're boring books. Why would you read <laughs> that when you can read Harry Potter seven times? You know. Kids aren't going to get into these stories unless you have a good way of presenting the story. And in that case, funny Muppets. Dude, what happens in like 200 years when Harry Potter becomes public domain and they're still making Muppets and they do Muppets take on Harry (laughs) Potter? (laughs) I love that. I love love how you just assume and they're still making Muppets. (laughs) 200 years what what makes you think that harry potter is not going to be surviving and muppets will <laughs> muppets will be public domain too <laughs> that's different they're not books yeah but i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know about copyright laws and and so forth i don't know if if people can just continue extending those indefinitely i feel like at a certain point it becomes public domain so you like you like the uh the muppets and supporting roles to the human characters i love it you prefer that to I love it them leading their own movie because whenever they lead their own movie they look like they don't have their crap together and i'm not about that <laughs> well kermit's trying to keep it together but he's trying. got to wrangle in miss piggy he's tr- he's trying <laughs> no i like it i like it when there's an actual story that you can they're very they're a good storytelling tool they don't need to come up with their own story there's plenty more i wish they would do more of those they only did those two i never saw the wizard of oz one so i don't know how that one went but we don't talk about that (laughs) only beyonce talks about that oh i got i got a good one I want to see the Muppets take on uh, County Monte Cristo. <laughs> okay. Did you ever read that book? That's the uh, longest read, book I've ever read. I read half of an abridged version. <laughs> oh, you? That's lame. <laughs> I spent six Even that months. Was long. I spent six months of it's my crazy. sophomore year of high school reading, the, or no, freshman year of high school reading that book. And it was so worth it. It it was so <laughs> stupid. Like, it was so frustrating seeing how much you had left. But it was, it was like 1,200 pages. <laughs> uh, but 
once you finished it, you felt so accomplished. And when you can like walk around school with your bookmark near the end of it, people respect <laughs> you. Either that or they make fun of you behind your back. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo is a great book. That's another like when I think of like my favorite stories, I really like that story as well. And Christmas Carol. Yeah. But Christmas Carol and Count the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. So in ninth grade was really the year that reading took off for me because I mean, our, our mom was a librarian growing up. So we always read books and stuff, but I was always in English class. I always hated reading what I was told to read, you know, um, like those Crispin books. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to be told what to read. Yeah. You want to read what you're interested in. Therefore, my books, I guess my grades in English class were, I didn't want to read the chapter because it was a dumb book, in my opinion. Like Fahrenheit 451. I was forced to read that, but I wanted to read it. Like right now, I want to read that again yeah. because it seems like an interesting book. It really was now that I think of it. But every time I was so resentful of the teachers that were making us read a boring book when we could just be reading Harry Potter or Hunger Games. That was relevant at that point. Actually, fun fact, I read, mom made me read Hunger Games with her uh, in sixth grade, like right when it came out before it was cool. And then in ninth grade, when it became popular, I was like, yeah, I'm reading the second one. What are you talking about? The first one? I read that a long time ago. I felt like such a hipster. (laughs) um but yeah so i had a very influential english teacher in ninth grade her name was miss hale and she let us choose the books we wanted to read and that was it was amazing and she's one of my favorite teachers of all time and she gave us a list like we couldn't read the 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 books um, captain underpants we couldn't read captain underpants we couldn't read hop on pop the the dumb Um, bunnies she gave us a, a list of stuff to choose from, but it was a big enough list to where like, oh, okay. So I obviously chose Count of Monte Cristo because, oh, look, that's a movie. I can watch the movie. <laughs> but then I started reading it and I loved it. And she warned me, like, she was like, that's a really long book. And I'm like, well, that's an awfully hot coffee pot, but I'm still <laughs> drinking out of it. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, but she was very influential in my reading career. Weirdly, not mom, because she was a librarian. But you hear mom, that, mom? Listening, listening in to this episode. Sorry, sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I was always res- resentful from mom because she would make me read Crispin in sixth grade, and that book sucked. I hated that. And just to <laughs> rub it in, she read it and she fell in love with it. And I'm like, ugh. Maybe that. Maybe that's a good series. Who knows? But. Hmm. I learned a lot in English in the literature that year and never forget Miss Hale you the best shout out if you're listening to my podcast right now that'd be weird um so what was the best like the funniest part that made you laugh that you for, that you ha- didn't really make you laugh before I mean, we watch this every year but in rewatching it this time yeah um... did you have a moment like that cuz I I have one uh, you go first. When they were in the pub or whatever, mm-hmm. and they had the band playing like the 
Like um, the Fozzywig Christmas party. Yeah, the Fozzywig Christmas party. But it was like an orchestra. And then <laughs> you've got <laughs> you've got Animal in his drum set, which mm-hmm. didn't exist in the 1800s, obviously. But <laughs> he wasn't using the drum set at first. For the first like first verse of the orchestra piece, <laughs> he was oh, just... Yeah. He was like getting his drumsticks ready and it's like about to go go ham on the drum set. And then he's just like barely tapping the triangle mm-hmm. <laughs> a bunch of times. And then he went then he went ham on the drum set later. But that, that was cracking me up. <laughs> well, I feel like the favorite my favorite quote in the movie is the one we did the intro of. of it's like where he's Summer like time. Hey, you think it's too early for breakfast? It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like good. Supper time. <laughs> I think we can all be, we can all have that mentality and be, we'll be okay. <laughs> um, the other scene that's pretty funny is, um, I don't remember at what point, uh, it may be when they're, they're following Scrooge around and it, it may be in the like ghost of Christmas present section or whatever. But when they're like trying to climb over that gate and Brazil's like, Oh, I'm scared of heights and all this. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm scared to jump. And then and then uh, he d- he ends up jumping. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, I forgot my jelly beans. And then he just walks through the bars of the gate and grabs them and comes back. And Gonzo is like, you can fit through those bars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, why? What? What? <laughs> so Rizzo oh. going back for his jelly beans is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really glad that we've turned this into a yearly tradition. This is one of the, like, what movies do we have to watch every Christmas? Like, we have to watch Home Alone. Home um, Alone, but it, we don't consider Home Alone such a Christmas movie. It's a it's it's good enough to watch year round. Home Alone is such a year round staple for our family that it's I I just mm-hmm. never. I almost never consider like, oh, we should watch this at Christmas because yeah, we, chances are we probably just watched it a few weeks back anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and there's so many other Christmas movies that I'm not going to watch during the year, mm-hmm. but we always end up watching it at Christmas time anyway. So, and I don't I have no complaints, no complaint. It's one of our family favorite top five default movies to watch anytime. Yeah. If there's nothing to watch, we either watch that Sandlot. National Treasure, Father of the Bride, um, or what else? What else? What's the other one? Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Home Alone pretty soon. I have a feeling. Yes, we will. Other Christmas movies, though, I think A Christmas Story. Um, Christmas Story. You don't have to all the choose way. to watch it because it's always on on TV. Jingle All the Way, which is great. This is so many. I don't know. I just... There's so many, but if I had to choose one, it would be this one. Yeah. Just being honest here. And I, I watched this with some friends, and they had some of them had never seen it. Can you imagine not growing up and not seeing this movie? The superior adaptation of A Christmas Carol. I know. Yeah, it's got a good has a good vibe to it. It's very Christmassy and like takes place at night. And there's all this snow. It's very cold. And it looks even colder because Scrooge is a cheapskate and won't let them burn mm-hmm. extra coal. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rats are shivering. 
everything's blue too. It's got a blue, blue mm-hmm. haze to it because it's at night and it's cold. <laughs> and the warmest characters are the Muppets, which is really cool because they stand out more. Uh, I I think having uh, Statler and Waldorf as the uh, the Marleys is like perfect. It is. <laughs> it is. They just come back to heckle them, and I love it. It's so good. <laughs> They need they need more representation in in Muppet movies. They're always like at the beginning, or they're watching the Muppet movie. <laughs> they're never really yeah. in it. <laughs> I do love in Treasure Island though, where they're like they're part of the ship. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh okay. So first ghost. Let's dive into the ghosts. Ghost of Christmas Past. We've got a creepy doll looking thing. Okay. <laughs> All three of these ghosts were unsettling. <laughs> in different ways in different ways <laughs> the only ghost looking one was the ghost of christmas past which was the doll yeah. and i uh i it's really interesting how they shot that because they like submerged the doll in a tank of oil and then they in, either that or water um i think they switched to water because oil was too expensive to clean um but <laughs> they had a tank of oil and a green screen. They could have just used a Muppet. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> I guess they were just experimenting with different types of animation. Yeah, the um I mean as throughout the eighties and stuff, Jim Henson was trying to develop the tech you know, different technologies mm-hmm. you know, beyond just the Muppets sort of thing and like like the Henson company made like the Ninja Turtles like yeah. suits and stuff for those movies. And like, it's kind of like a radio controlled and that sort of thing with the facial yeah. features and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think they were trying to create different characters and not just have just the Muppets, but this was a Muppets movie. So, Oh, for um, sure. But yeah. they definitely, I think they were trying to be more, creative and artistic as far as like when it came to the actual ghosts mm-hmm. it seems like they kind of each one kind of maybe utilize different i don't know a different kind of uh filmmaking method like you said like the first one is kind of with green screen and kind of a more at you know at that mm-hmm. time more modern kind of more computer digital effects sort of thing yeah. mixed with the practical. modern for the yeah. time yeah there's a behind the scenes video that they're like with them with state-of-the-art green screen technology <laughs> we can mat out the background <laughs> this movie um, is almost 30 years old the other one is just like a big huge puppet uh but the the facial features are radio controlled by someone off screen with the ghost of christmas christmas present i guess the last one is just like a traditional just some guy in, in some robes <laughs> you know well so is so is the second one but they they kind of scaled him, yeah, yeah, a little bit. But they didn't have any. I don't. I don't. It's probably just an actor doing the performance. They probably didn't have anyone yeah. else. There was no voice. There was no right. anyone off screen operating anything. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as the story goes, I mean, everyone everyone knows the story of Chris, Christmas okay. Carol. Scrooge is a cheapskate, hates Christmas, humbug. <laughs> and, That's what Larry uh, says every time. Christmas happens. Yeah. Bah, humbug. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, a story okay. of uh of redemption for, for Mr. Scrooge. 
takes a look at the past, the present, the future, doesn't like what he sees, changes his ways on Christmas yeah. Day. Not everybody gets that opportunity. I, here's a question. What, what if it was your own life? Maybe this is getting personal. Okay. What would be more effective for you? Like looking back at the Ooh. past with regrets, looking at the present and seeing where you're at or looking at the future. Like what, okay. which of those three would like affect you the most? I like this idea. I think, I think the future would, would affect me the most. Uh-huh. Cause I've, I think about the past and I think fondly of the past and I've made my mistakes, but I wouldn't be here today without, without that. And today mm-hmm. I'm doing really well. Not to brag, but <laughs> uh, me and you have lost some weight this year, a, a good chunk of weight. <laughs> and we, I mean, for me, looking at the past, it was really the present which really affected my decision. I looked at myself and I was like, wow, it's time to mm-hmm. time to change some stuff. And so I guess the present would be more, most effective, but like you can only change the present. You can't change your future right now. So I, I my answer is the present. Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, I'm not answering that. It's too personal. Oh, okay. Well, I just told <laughs> Um, I feel like for me, I, it's gotta be the past. I, I don't know. I, I just, it's very easy for me to look at the, at the past and say, oh, I should have done this. I should have, mm-hmm. you know, I should have done things differently. I feel like for the future, it's, it's kind of hard for me to picture the future. Yeah. I don't, I don't really envision the future very well. I don't know. It's kind of hard. <laughs> so <laughs> I can look at the, I can look at the present and say, oh, maybe this isn't where I was hoping to be. But um, I feel like you my favorite st- part of the movie is is the is him looking back through his memories in the past and and looking at yeah. you know and just him noticing like oh well I you know I I always I always kept to myself I didn't go out and play with the others I stayed inside and worked with uh, Sam the Eagle as <laughs> my headmaster mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know and like how he how he focused on his career and then put his personal his relationship to the side and he missed out on that and it made him bitter so i don't know i feel like i feel like just looking at the past is is i don't know the one that i feel like would probably make me the most although going to a graveyard and seeing like my tombstone wouldn't be all that fun to view either that would have an effect <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't affect me at all well, it's not just that he sees his own tombstone, but it's just like that no one just, cares. People are, you know, good riddance to him. Yeah, you know? I guess. But it's also people that aren't close to him. I mean, he doesn't have any close people in his life anyways. I guess not even the Cratchit. Not even the Cratchits are that close. But he was just passing random people that barely knew him. And that affected him. I don't. I don't know. It, maybe it would bother me if I was in his shoes, but it he didn't did say really I, bother me that much. He did say, oh, I knew some of those people. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But even then, it's, you but don't like, really, he didn't look like he had present, many friends like, sitting by the fire on Christmas Eve, eating his cheese and bread in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> but when people are talking about him in the present is what really, really messed with me. Like when they're playing the charades game. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a cockroach or whatever. His nephew and everybody's like, "Oh, you're Scrooge," 
<laughs> and he was like playing along with the game. That was like so heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. But uh, it, the present really affects me because I'm always thinking about. I guess it's a it's a tool to view your past and your future. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I live life in the present now. I mean, I feel like you have to. It's a balance of all three. You have yeah. to, you know, look to the learn from the past, look to the future, but also don't forget to like experience the moment. But I would just want, I was just curious, like, oh, which one would affect you the most? So you say the present. Present. I say the past. Interesting. Come in and know me better, man. I feel like we didn't, we, uh, we were talking about the ghosts. Was there something like that creeped you out about all of them? Yeah. You saying something along those lines? The creepiest one to me was the present. (laughs) Really? (laughs) The big ginger Santa. Yeah. I liked him. I thought he was the most normal one. (laughs) I don't know. Something about him freaks me out. Maybe it's similar to the clown phobia that I have. But puppets don't bother me. Maybe when they're human puppets, they bother me. Maybe when it's like a giant puppet, Hagrid puppet. (laughs) Yeah, he's like a Santa, Santa Claus and Hagrid put together type thing. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but it's just the way his his head bobbed. Yeah. And his eyes were going everywhere and he just couldn't control his face. That that freaked me out a little bit. After he brought him to his nephew's house and he sees them uh doing the the game and they're insulting him. He's like, "Oh, shouldn't have sh- I should not have shown you that. I should not have shown you that." <laughs> That's Hagrid. It's for sure Hagrid. So the the lat in the last ghost. That's the part it gets kind of like darker i could see that like being kind of scary for kids we we kind of watch mm-hmm. this later yeah. on but there's a part where they're like oh this is this is getting pretty scary we'll we'll see you at the finale yeah they made it to be the scariest part and kids are scared of death more than adults i guess maybe not but it's it's made out to be like you need to be scared of death mm-hmm. heavy dementor vibes for sure <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, if only he could have used Expecto Patronum, it would have been fine. Since I haven't, I, I can't really remember other adaptations that I've seen. I don't remember how it's described in the book, but I mean, is it just assumed like, oh, the ghost of Christmas future is death, as he is yes commonly characterized? So we're making a lot of connections with Harry Potter in this in this movie, and we've got Hagrid as the present day ghost we've got the dementor as the other ghost and we've got moaning myrtle as the first (laughs) as the first ghost (laughs) i am blanking on the their names at least i think i remember one of them but the the muppets that come in to to uh scrooge's uh office and are asking for money (laughs) who are those characters again beaker and what's the other guy dr honeydew oh dr honey honeywell (laughs) honeywell Honeydew. Honeydew. Benson Honeydew. Me. I love that. I like that scene a lot. (laughs) They come in, they're asking for money, and I love how, like, Beaker gives his scarf away. Well, like, the uncle, or the uh, the nephew is, like, he's, like, encouraging them. Oh, Scrooge is very charitable to, you know, he's very very much a giver to charities. And they're like, ooh, okay. And they come in and everything. And, like, 
the nephew and the <laughs> and Scrooge are just like having this back and forth, and they're just yeah. kind of sitting there. And then after he leaves, and they're just like just sitting there awkwardly, <laughs> like, "What do we do? Is he going to give us money or not?" Yeah, <laughs> he just he just kind of like clears his throat. <clears> and it doesn't help any. It doesn't help it either that one Honeydew doesn't have eyes; he just has glasses. And two, his sidekick is literally a pool noodle. Hmm. A pool noodle. The most awkward Muppet ever is Beaker. <laughs> yes. They tried. They didn't try at all. They just put googly eyes on a pool noodle. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many quotes on IMDb. I'm looking up. I'm trying to, I know. I'm, trying I'm, to read I'm on the, the same page, and there's there's just too many to go through. Uh, other characters that aren't in it very much. Ralph the dog. Yeah, he's not. I think he's just only shown at the at the party, like playing piano or something. If, yeah, if it. there's a piano, he's tickling those keys. Probably after he takes himself out for a walk, have a couple <laughs> beers. I feel like he's one of my favorites, and he he doesn't he's never he's not really been one of the main Muppets for a long time. Justice for Rolf. Uh, he was he's never a main Muppet though. Yeah. No, he you wasn't. Know what I would have loved the Bears. Oh, the bear guy? Yeah. What's his name? They didn't come until Muppets in Space, though, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. The Minion Bears. Yes, sir. Very good, sir. <laughs> oh, there's also... I actually just remembered. There's, there's a couple scenes of, like... There's at least one scene of, like, Kermit walking, and he's got, like, Tiny Tim on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting shot. I like their little song thing. There's also a scene at the beginning. It's, like, after they get off work... I, th- I guess it's after they after they sing uh, "One More Sleep Till Christmas." It's either after that song or it's like an interlude in between. They go outside and they're like, yeah. "Oh, the penguins are out here," and it's like frozen over, <laughs> like skating. <laughs> yeah, and you see like Kermit like skate across. That shot looks like so cheap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Bob Cratchit. He's a he's a solid guy. He uh, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to speak ill of Scrooge, even though he should. <laughs> He definitely should. Miss Piggy had some choice words for him. I hate Miss Piggy. Just got to say that every time we cover the Muppets. But yeah, it's her best Ms. movie. Miss Piggy though. sucks. This is her best movie best by movie. far. Although the the boys were frogs and the girls were pigs. Yeah, I got I got I got um Shrek three vibes from that. <laughs> <laughs> the donkey dragons <laughs> and Tiny Tim. He's uh he's a solid solid. Solid kid, making the best of his uh, situation. Knows he's he's not gonna have long. It's yeah. so sad. Like in, when he sees the future and he sees Scrooge sees that Tiny Tim's gone and he's just got his little crutch leaned up against the chair <laughs> by the fire. He's like, "Yo, he's dead, dog." <laughs> Tiny Tim, no, can't believe he croaked, bro. <laughs> Speak comfort to me, spirit. Speak comfort to me, spirit. <laughs> uh one complaint I do have with this movie is that um the couple of actors that played um Ebenezer Scrooge as kids uh mm-hmm. I would have loved for them to do their best Michael Caine impression. Just kind of took me out of the movie. Okay, so that reminds me of something that I don't remember if I have mentioned this to you or not, but does James Acaster, he has like a Michael Caine accent, right? <laughs> sort of. It's, it's not really, but it's it's, it's similar. 
I feel like it's similar, and I don't know what that. There's there's so many different variations British. of British accents, so I don't know what region that is. But I didn't even learn about this until like two years ago. That there's multiple, there's like dozens of just oh, yeah. as many as there are like American. That's like accents. a half dozen just in London alone. Yeah, different London accents. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, James Acaster, we talk about him a lot on our podcast. I love him. Yeah. He's my favorite comedian because. Because we're going to get him on one day. Because he's funny. Because he's funny. Because he's funny. I want to talk about Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few words to say about Rizzo the Rat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you won. You win the impressions game today. <laughs> that was perfect, James A. Caster. Wow. <laughs> what if, well, uh, Michael Caine... Michael Caine sitting by the uh, by the fire, eating his little bread and cheese, and then the ghost of James <laughs> Acaster just pops out and goes, Papa Dom's all bread! Papa, Papa Dom's, Dom's all bread, bread, Michael Caine! Papa Dom's <laughs> all bread, Michael Scrooge! <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about now, um, I would go listen to James Acaster and Ed Gamble's podcast called Off Menu. Off Menu. It is the weirdest, yet one of the most entertaining podcasts. I've ever listened to. But yeah, Michael Caine, he, his best performance ever? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Hands yes. down, best performance. He didn't get an Oscar for it, but. Should have. He is 87. 87. Wow. They need to get onto that remake real quick. He was in a lot of movies in the 60s. A lot of movies in the 60s. Wow. Says he's been in over 130 films. That's a lot. I and uh, I read on IMDb uh, in the trivia saying that uh, this was one of his like most memorable roles. That he mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Of course he did. Because he treated it like a serious movie too. Yeah, he played he it straight treat it like a kids movie. Yeah, which was made yeah. it really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Scrooge he he sees the future, sees the past, he sees the present doesn't like what he sees he wants to change his ways so he does (laughs) it's like it's like the one story that's another way of it's like it's actually a happy ending it's like all the people that like make all their new year's resolutions and then like give up (laughs) so let's hope let's hope that he uh you know sticks with it beyond christmas day but you know it's it is impressive that he he says, "Oh, give me a chance to go back, and I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll change, and I'll, I'll do things differently." And he does. As soon as he wakes up, he's so relieved to be back, and he just first thing he he yells out the window to that like rabbit outside. It's like, "Go get the Christmas turkey!" <laughs> <laughs> Throws him a bunch of money, and then he comes back with like a turkey like triple the size of him. <laughs> Oh, I I noticed that all the unimportant Muppet characters all had small eyes. Hmm. If you think about it, like all the extras, like the minor characters, small beady eyes. I guess they kind of make them look more like like animals. Real. Yeah. And not as like personified, I guess. Yeah. With the the main cast. Oh. So in the present goes to Christmas present. Why Maybe this flew over my head or something, but why exactly did he get old all of a sudden? Like he started aging. 
but he's part of the present. I think it was just supposed to signify that like the uh the present doesn't last long. I guess that's true. You just have to you have to enjoy it in the moment. You can't be miserly like like Scrooge. Yeah. Okay. That does make a lot more sense. Um okay, so I guess we covered pretty much everything that we want I wanted to cover. Um if not we could talk about it in other Muppet movies that we're going to cover next yeah. year in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be gearing up for the end of the year in the next couple weeks. Uh, we've only got one more movie that we're going to be covering and then it will be our end of the year 2020 inside quotes spectacular award ceremony where we rank slash bracketize all of the movies that we covered this year. Which will be a shorter list than next year's, because we started yeah. like four months or five months into the year. But um, I'm very excited for that. Um, we might have to have some help with others, but make sure you tune in on your AM radios or podcast apps. We're not on the AM radio. No, who listens to that? Psh. Not me. They just canceled Radio Disney. Oh no! Can't even listen to Radio Disney on 1380 AM. <laughs> Oh man, nothing better than listening to Jonas Brothers at 6.30 a.m. But before we get to that, we've still got one more movie to cover. And Jeremy, next week, it's going to be your turn. It sure is, and it's a lot of pressure too. I, I, I feel very honored to be choosing the last movie of the year. So yeah, yeah, it, it, this is, if we're, we're talking staples, this is a shiny Christmassy staple. For sure. So here's a clip. 1983. Okay. Are you here all by yourself? Ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Where's your mom? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and your sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Uh, I can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. So our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman. You can find him on Instagram at GroovyBridge. He's a very talented artist. If you need anything done graphically, artistly, anything, really just a conversation, I'm sure he'll talk to you. (laughs) Uh, But go ahead and give him a follow. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at InsideQuotesCast. We've got... uh, We don't post much, do we? We have, we do have a fan. We do have a fan that does send us Star Wars memes, probably once a week. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Peterson. <laughs> and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave a review. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, Jeremy, you want to say it with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. God, God bless, bless us, everyone. everyone. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. such thing as strangers when a stranger says hello and everyone is family we're having so much fun after all there's only one more sleep till christmas tis the season to be jolly and joyous with a burst of pleasure we feel it arise
It's a season when the saints can employ us To spread the news about peace and to keep love alive Christmas Day.